Well, hello, 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 everybody, and this beautiful Sunday gloomy day. Yeah, we could take that sound line down, that'd be great. There we go. I got a loud voice, but it's hard to talk over all that music. <laughs> so we know we got a new a producer today because I believe Carly didn't tell me, but I my guess is yesterday was the Gophers homecoming game. I have a feeling that she wanted to go out and have some fun and didn't have to worry about today. That is what I suspect. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but anyway, so we got Sonny here. She's taking over the produ- producing uh, for the show. So be patient. Uh, hopefully she knows what she's in for with all the calls that uh, that come in that we'll hopefully we'll get today. So hopefully your week was great, even though the, I know you had to dance between the raindrops. But, you know, be honest, you know, it's better than snow, right? And I'm not ready for snow yet, although I have been watching Christmas movies. And so I want to share with you two Christmas movies you have to see. Okay, one of them is called Wish for Christmas. Not a wish, but it's called Wish for Christmas, and it's by Universal. It's not, the Hallmark has one also, and that one is a Wish for Christmas. It's not the same movie. You need the one from Universal, and it's called Wish for Christmas. It is really an awesome, inspiring Christmas one. It's a lot different than a lot of the ones out there. And believe me, you know, me with about 180 Christmas movies, I know. <laughs> so, so if you got to try that, Wish for Christmas. Okay. And then there is one from Hallmark. It's called Nine Lives of Christmas. Nine Lives of Christmas. And of course, it involves a cat. Okay, but that is a hallmark one. So those two ones, if we put them on your wish list uh, and go uh, and and uh, to watch. And hallmark, I believe, at the end of October here is going to start running uh, Christmas movies round the clock. So I'm sure you'll see that one on there. But yeah, that wish for Christmas, oh, it is just a very inspirational, very just great. So it's pretty cool. So anyway, and also check out my Katie K9 Facebook page. You can go to mytalk1071.com, uh, go to my Katie K9 page, and then click on my Facebook uh, page. And I just posted an g- awesome article about Lyme disease. Lyme disease. There are so many questions. People don't know the symptoms or you know the treatment and such like that. And and Whole Dog Journal put out an awesome article, and so I grabbed it and put it on my Facebook page. So go check that out because uh, you need to know all you can know about Lyme disease. You know I don't like the shot. I don't get the shot. You know the who else gets Lyme? People, is there a shot for us? No, because it's not safe enough. But yet we put it into our dog. So I want you to read, empower yourself, and make a decision from there. Okay, also next Sunday, I'm going to be live at Atlas Pet Supply in Blaine. So make sure you come on out, say hi. Uh, there's chairs so you can sit down and we actually watch the show if you want. Uh, bring your uh, user-friendly dogs. Remember, no retractable leashes, only like six foot or four foot is even better. You know, every time you take your dog out, it's all the dog and you are a team. You don't let your dog scan out in front of you and have that stupid retractable leash wrap around other dogs or people or whatever. So anytime you're out in public with your dog, you better make sure it's only a six foot line or a four foot line. Okay. Unless you got a chihuahua, you don't want a four foot one because then you'll be lopsided. 
Especially if a tall person. But anyway, so next Sunday, though, mark your calendar. I'm going to be live out at Atlas Pet Supply in Blaine. We're going to have, they're going to have specials on Nutrisource dog food. There's going to be free samples. And then guess who's joining me? Of course, the wonderful Alexis. And she'll be doing tarot readings for yourself or for for the dogs, okay? So, so mark your calendar. I'm going to be live. I'll be there for uh, meet and greet. You can ask me questions or take pictures or whatever you want to do about, uh, from 3 to 4. And then I'll be doing my show live from 4 to 6. Also, a reminder, trapping is going to start in three weeks, okay? So if you have a you take tendency to take your dogs out and about to some of these uh, local places and let your dog run, I would advise not uh, because you never know where the trappers have set up traps, and uh, and you don't want your dog in a trap, folks. So right now, uh, three weeks, and in three weeks, you want to make sure that you, when you go out with your dog, you have them on a long line so you've got control of the situation. All right, and then let's see what else we got on here. Oh, I think that's about it. We're going to be talking uh, to a wonderful group, or what group? It's, <laughs> I shouldn't say, a person that's here. <laughs> and uh, oh, we got, to, there we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did it, I wanted to do the call. Let's do it this way. Okay, ready there, Sonny? That uh, the first, the fifth caller, if you call in right now, uh, there we have a prize basket uh, with uh, some Nutrisource products in it and then a gift card from Atlas Pet Supply. And so the fifth caller, if you call in, you are eligible to, or you will win that. So give a holler or give a call at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 for the great basket that Nutrisource put together and a gift certificate or gift card to, uh, to Atlas Pet Supply. All right. In the meantime, while you light up the, the phone lines, <laughs> 651-641-1071, we got Canine Inspired Change. And we have Danielle here. And we're going to be talking about it. It's a very unique, uh, wonderful uh, organization. And uh, I really, hopefully you put your ears on and it'll be uh, great because they, they well, as we get to talk to Danielle, uh, she'll speak for yourself. And, and it's just a wonderful organization. So, so let's bring on Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Katie. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Welcome to the Katie Canine Show. It's awesome. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I'm just excited to, uh, to get you out and about as far as my listeners that hopefully that uh, they can uh, maybe possibly even join your team. But we would love that. No kidding, but we'll talk about that more. First, let's talk about Canine Inspired Change. Let's. What is it? Well, Canine Inspired Change is a local nonprofit. And we are dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and communities. As far as? As far as um, bringing dogs in to help kids learn about empowerment, uh, empathy, team building, sharing, learning to work through frustration, um, all in the process of training dogs. So it's kind of sneaky that way. We don't actually tell them, hey, this is what you need to do to be a good person. And we just say, here's some dogs. Let's work with these dogs. And in the process of doing that, they learn all these cool things. So working with the dogs like such as? Oh, uh, such as our own therapy dogs. So we bring in um, usually four therapy teams. Okay. So a therapy team, as you know, consists of a human and their own beloved dog that okay. they have trained to be a therapy dog. Okay. Um, and we do have a course coming up, so we can talk about that. But... um. 
So they come in, they volunteer their time, they come in with their dog, and we set up a really, really super easy agility course. Okay. So it's like a little foam jump, okay. kind of like a little kid's like pack and play tunnel. So right. this is yeah. not standard agility, right. you right. know. Right. We bring in some yoga and mats. this is in the classroom or it, a gym or what? Yeah, the, well, this is sometimes in the gymnasium, sometimes they have an auditorium. Oh, okay. Um, we also do work at um, the juvenile detention center, so they have like a large facility, as a large room. Mm-hmm. So we kind of... We, we it depends on the school. What is the most the ages of kids that you're working with, or it just varies yeah. all the time? So right now we're working with kids ages K through seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Yeah, okay. that'd be K to twelve. Yeah, K to twelve. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I kind of mix that up. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for straightening yeah, me out. No problem. <laughs> I made it to twelve, and that was it. <laughs> so I'm rather proud of that. Yeah. But anyway, as okay, so okay, um, let's say I'm the teacher, okay, and you guys are coming. Yep. And so now, the what are my kids doing? What are they? Are they yep. watching you work these dogs? What are we doing? Okay, so they come in and we form a circle. The first thing we do is form a group circle and we check in with each other. Okay. So what goes on there usually, depending on the kids' ages, is you know the older kids kind of looking at us like, who are these weirdos with their dogs and what are you doing? You know, at first, right? Mm-hmm. But um, and the younger kids are usually really excited to see us, and they really just want to uh, connect with the dogs. But we form this group circle in order to just kind of start to break down barriers, check in with each other, check in with how your how the kids are feeling. We usually have a like a break uh, break the ice question, something like that. Like what what would be a question? If you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? Uh-huh. Or if you were a dog, what would you name yourself? What would your dog name be? Oh, nice. Something like that. Okay. Um, and because there's a lot of barriers up. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of disconnection. And that's where kind of this trauma and dysfunction, see, you know, kind of sneaks in. So uh-huh. we're just trying to be like, hey, we can connect. We have more similarities than we have differences. That's very so, true. Yeah. So we do this little group circle. And then after the group circle, it's about 10 minutes long. And um, after the group circle, we get up and we start training the dogs right away. So the first day we have to talk about how to interact with dogs you know, how to tell a dog to sit, how to read a dog's cues. But of course, the human that's there with their dogs, you know, is regulating a lot of that as well. And these dogs are therapy dogs. Right. So so once we do that, then we um, give the kids a chance to go through the course. So they're doing a jump. They're doing a tunnel. You know, they're doing a sit, stay, come. And it's all connected. They're, so the, the kids are doing yeah. this. Okay. So they're kind of technically the dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, sorry. The kids are... Guiding the dogs through the course. Okay. Oh, yeah, the yeah. kids Sorry. are working the dogs. Okay. I was thinking <laughs> the kids were doing that. In some cases, they do. Okay. Um, however, no, the goal is to have the kids guide the dogs through the course so that they can feel empowered. They can understand um, what to do. What if the dog doesn't go through the tunnel? Like, you know, there's frustration there that happens sometimes or they're not, un- they're not sure how to problem solve that. So then, you know, the, the, um, dog's handler, the dog mom or dad will step in and teach the kids how to do that. And every week, because we usually go back every week. For how many weeks? Uh, so, uh, usually a semester. Okay. Um, so eight to ten weeks. Oh, okay. And they build their skills and they build their bonds and they um, start to under- understand the like, sign language that mm-hmm. it would take to get dogs to do things. Because okay. as you know, it's yeah. all hand signals. Definitely. Um, and okay. so they then get to take that dog through the course. And for a child that has been violated that and disempowered that is the most empowering thing in the world they can't under yeah. they can't even believe that this dog will go over this jump for them their smile their face lights up that is awesome yeah oh that's thought we got to run and so we'll be right back but wait a minute here let's see oh i gotta put my glasses on because i can't really do my glasses 
Oh, there we are. Oh, great. Well, wait a minute. Okay, what sound do porcupines make when they kiss? What time, What sound does a porcupine make when they kiss? We'll be back. All righty then. We're back. All right. So, what sound do porcupines make when they kiss? Do you have any idea there, Danielle? Um, think about it. Think about it. It's, quick, it's easy. What What do porcupines shoot. have? A shoot what? I don't shoot. Know. <laughs> I have no idea. Sonny, do you have any ideas what sound a porcupine makes when they kiss? No. Think about it. Ouch. Hello, folks. Uh, yeah, I know. They're dumb dad jokes, okay, like Alexis would say. A reminder, I'm going to be at uh, live doing my show next Sunday, next Sunday, live at Atlas Pest Supply in Blaine. And then I'll be there from 3 to 4. And then um, to answer your questions or to meet you, and then, and then I'll be doing my show live from 4 to 6. And then Alexis Thompson, the Shoreview Psychic, will be there uh, with uh, tarot cards. And she'll either help read a, read for you or read for your dog or your cat or whatever, iguana or whatever you want. So. All right, now we're live in studio with Danielle, and uh, it's called Canine Inspired Change. We're talking about that. And if you have any questions for Danielle about this great organization, or if you want to become a volunteer uh, um, as far as at, with your dog, or she'll, we'll get more into that a little bit later. But also, I am taking your questions, too. If you got a question for me, Katie Canine, uh, please do call that in, because we're just going to kind of float her in and out uh, here, so it's not just all two hours worth of that. So we, that I know a lot of people are very patient and wait for every Sunday to be able to ask me a question. So I will be answering your question, all right? So you can give a holler at 651-641-1071 and either ask me a question or if you've got a question for Danielle about their great great organization, please do. So 651-641-1071. So we left off. Danielle, where were we at? Um, we were talking about the agility course right. that the students now, do. Now, th- th- to reiterate here, this is uh, for vulnerable youth mm-hmm. and and. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a there's several um kind of people that we serve. So yep. we talked about children with autism right. and young adults. Yep. Um vulnerable youth that have been through a trauma, right. a violent trauma mm-hmm. and there's more of them than we'd like to think about, yes, right? That's very true. Um there's um children with FAS, fetal alcohol syndrome and okay. a lot of them just fall under this like big umbrella of EBD which stands for emotional behavioral disorder okay. which like who can't relate to that? Right. I know I can. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just anybody that's going through a hard time. Um, so um, one thing I did want to touch base on, though, sure. you, you kind of touched uh, on it on the break quickly, mm-hmm. was um, these kids that we're working with, most of them have not seen a dog treated in this way. Oh, really? You know, a lot of the children that we work with um, have seen dogs abused. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a, I mentioned when we were break that it's, it's I work for a, a nonprofit that uh, whereas it's a it's a it's not just it's a fact you know it's that you know men uh, we'll blame it on the men right now but you know that, <laughs> that abuse uh, animals turn yeah. into future wife beaters yeah and so uh, and and then like you say when they're in their abusive situation the kids like you say the dog gets you know yeah. slammed around and such like that right and so they're not used to seeing a dog actually. Right. Be you know you know being kind right uh, and and be creating uh, be, you're uh, showing them how to interact exactly you know with these dogs they're not see they they see these people that uh, that volunteer with their dogs and they genuinely love and their dogs mm-hmm. and that is an eye opener to a lot of these kids so we're finding that's a little fringe benefit of our program that we never really thought, even thought of. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah you know 
So um, so we do this agility course with the kids. Um, they grow more proficient every week. Um, and then there's also a section where we do a relay race. Mm-hmm. And the older kids seem to like this a lot. Um, it's a healthy competition. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Okay. No participation Yay! trophy. <laughs> Which is dearly needed. Yes, there's a winner and there's a loser. I mean, it's just how it works, That's right? the way life is. So, but everybody's having fun and everybody's cheering each other on. And so it's just basically side by side, like a jump in a tunnel mm-hmm. on, a, on like a yoga yeah. mat. Um, and so then the kids do the jump, tunnel, turn around, tunnel, jump, and they're cheering each other on, and they switch dogs, oh, and nice. it's really fun. They, they they dig that one a lot. How did you come up with a program like this? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I was one of these kids, and my dogs really, really saved me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I grew up, and uh, I had a lot of dysfunction in my life and, and my family, mm-hmm. and I grew up to kind of live like that, and then um, instead of trying to work a real job, which I really couldn't do because I really didn't like to be around people that much because <laughs> who could blame me at that yeah, point? Yeah. Um, I became a dog trainer because, okay. I mean, I like animals. Right. That's where I felt safe. Yep. So I was training dogs and then I got sober. And mm-hmm. in that process, I was taught how to kind of keep myself uh, sober by helping others. And mm-hmm. I was then able to do that with my dogs because I was a dog trainer mm-hmm. and I was able to go to a few schools and one thing led to another. And just wow. like, you know, your story where you just kind of right place at right time when mm-hmm. it's meant to be, it's meant to yes, be. It is. And then I'm like, well, this has helped me so much. Like, maybe other people can benefit from volunteering with their dogs. Like I knew it was a no brainer. We would help the kids that we showed up for, but the real kind of benefit, not the real, but a secondary benefit is like the people that show up with their dogs are getting such a boost in their own life by doing so. They see what, what changes they can help inspire. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then their relationship with their dog is elevated as well and they're giving the dog a job yes. and so now the dog isn't at home eating the couch yes katie <laughs> amen sister there you go there you go well if you got a question for danielle uh please give a holler 651-641-1071 and then how can they get a hold of you how can they go uh and and visit and see more of what you're all about yeah well they can go to our website which is canineinspiredchange.org mm-hmm and there's um, also a link on mytalk1071.com under my Katie Knight show page, just in case. Okay, go yep. ahead. And there's a couple of videos on there that are actually showing the course. Okay. Um, there's a lot of really great info on there. Um, and they can reach out to me through the website. Um, but we also have a, a therapy dog training course coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a really quick four-week course. And really all we do is pattern, not all we do, but a big <laughs> portion of what we do is pattern train that agility course. So mm-hmm. you know the dogs are imprinted on it. Right. Then when they come to the school and they've never it's been like, to the school before, but yet this is a happy-go-lucky dog, but they might not be sure. And then they go and they see this course. And like, like, I know that. I know that. That means treats. Um, and then we talk about two how to some really great techniques that I've just learned over the years mm-hmm. in uh, training your dog in conjunction with a child. Okay, okay. And you tricks. are looking for teams, oh, volunteers, we need teams. Uh, volunteer, which means a person and a dog. Yes, that uh, obviously user friendly dog and a yes. dog that has confidence. Yes, because that's a dearly needed. Yes. You know, here and it's not a dog. See, what gets me is that I get so many people that think taking the dog to doggy play group or to dog parks will bring out the confidence no, in no, a dog. No, 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 And it's like people people is start and look at it yeah. from the dog's point of view so but the big thing so you, you're not this isn't something you're gonna sign up to gain your dog no. confidence the dog has to be confident exactly but before he comes yes. into this you, you should have a f- genuinely friendly you know tolerant dog mm-hmm. you know no aggression right. and no shy fearful right 
and with a with about a level two obedience skill set. You mm-hmm. don't need to have your um your CGC when you come right. in, but you know you have to have that skill set. Right. Um, and then um, do you allow training collars on dogs on the volunteers? Not um, the volunteers, humans, but harnesses. <laughs> the harnesses. Harnesses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if they're already used to training on one, they can come in like the first day with it, and we can talk about how to kind of you know, segue out of it just because a lot of the kids that we work with have been rescued or they have been in an abusive home. And so sometimes they, they don't understand a training collar. Okay. That's like they don't, I didn't think know. of it that way. And so then they think, Oh gosh, this, they feel bad for the dog yeah. just as people that do that sense. don't understand it. Makes sense. And so we kind of have to be sensitive to that. That's that is, I, so, I would not have thought of yeah. that. And that is very true. Very true. Yeah. And you have to be sensitive too. If your dog's being naughty, you know, if you're, um, if you're used to going, Hey, mm-hmm. watch it, yeah. you know, which is, how I talk to my dogs and they're being naughty, but we have to temper that too around children because sometimes they get real. Yep. The trigger for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so the dog basic level two skill set, and then they come into our course. It's only four weeks long. Mm-hmm. How many? An hour once a week or an hour night? once a week. And okay. our next one starts on um, October 27th. Okay. Uh, at one o'clock. It's mm-hmm. at interim healthcare and you can sign up on our website. We need volunteers because our program is really sought after. Okay. We are, we are partners with Ramsey County, wow. with St. Paul Public Schools, with Minneapolis Public Schools, and at this point, we are full to capacity because we need more people. Right. How many, how many volunteers do you have with you right now? Um, well, we have, uh, you know, on our... On how our, many teams, I should say? Yeah. I would say approximately 100, but they're not all active. Okay. So, okay. you know, you have the core group of people that show right. up for everything, and You're then right. some people kind of float through, and, yep. you know, we're trying to kind of working on that right now, but... Um, and that's a big thing to remember is that when you volunteer like this, this isn't something that you have to do this once a week or once, you know what I mean, that you can weave it into your you could, lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. That's really good. Uh, so give a holler, 651-641-1071, either a, a question for me uh, for, about your dog or your cat or no iguana questions. I got <laughs> I got asked at uh, that vintage craft sale that I went to up at uh, Running Aces. Uh, one gal says, do you do, do you, how about you take questions about horses? I said, I can answer questions about horses. I'm not sure what you're asking, but a lot of them I know, but I don't know everything, but I could, I might be able to help you. So we talked a little bit about that. So that was funny. But anyway, so, uh, the, but, uh, now how, what is the time commitment? I mean, yeah. if you, uh, if you do, right. uh, uh, like, let's say, uh, I imagine they want you, if a volunteer team, you want that same team for a duration of how many weeks is yeah. the program like? Well, so, um, the juvenile detention center, I'm there every Saturday through the end of the year. Okay. So you could volunteer for one or you could volunteer for several of those right. because the children there are usually on a, uh, you know, they're, they're not there the whole entire time. Okay. Like they come in, right, they, they process, yeah. they move okay. on. And so we've kind of uh, developed a program that works for that situation. Okay. The other schools that we're partners with, we, like I said, we usually do an eight to 10 week program mm-hmm. and we have four therapy, three to four therapy teams. Um, one hour a week. So we would love for you to be there for all eight weeks or all 10 weeks. However, we understand it's volunteer. And if you're going, you know, to Mexico for a week or, or whatever, you know, certainly or you're sick or something right, happens, we right. certainly understand if right. you can't be there that week. Right. That's why we have the three or four teams because okay. if we're missing one, we can usually run yeah, with. Yeah. Oh, know. that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Obviously, the dog has to be friendly. And, and it could be any breed of dog. Any breed. It could be a Chihuahua. Could be a Chihuahua. Okay. Irish Wolfhound. Oh, Irish. Uh, yeah. Everything in between. And, right. and the cool thing, and the other 
another cool thing that's happening is then these children or our participants are seeing people that care about volunteerism. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that growing up. Yeah. Like, I, that's I just, true. You know, that's no shame on anybody. I right. just didn't know. Yep. No, so. that's very true. Very true. Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to answer some of your questions that you have called in, and then we're going to talk, keep talking to Danielle. Okay, what happens when a cat eats a lemon? What happens when a cat eats a lemon? We'll be right back. Hi, hi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, hello. You're listening to Katie show, Katie K9 Show. Uh, I want to thank you for spending your Sunday afternoon. Such a beautiful sunny afternoon that it is. Wrong. But anyway, so what else you got to do? Do some, uh, uh, well, I would suggest to go to the website so you can check out caninexpiredchange.org. I think that would be a good thing. And then spread the word about it too because it's, it's really important. So we're talking to Danielle, and then like I say, if you've got a question, please give a holler, 651-641-1071. That's uh, for myself. If you got, It doesn't have to be pertained to what we're talking about here, but if you do have a question for Danielle, since she's here, please ask her, because that's why we have guests, is that, you know, now you don't have to just listen to my voice talk all the time. So. <laughs> but anyway, so so give a holler, 651-641-1071. I'm also going to talk about a little bit later about dull colts. I've been getting a lot of people calling that the dogs are starting to get itchy and dull so you know i want to talk about that then also dogs uh hair and dogs eyes i want to talk about that so we'll be getting to that so make sure you keep your ears on can i can i tell you what one of the listeners asked sure um that voice all of a sudden like where's that (laughs) voice coming from i'm not used to that voice (laughs) she just called in and i think as i was picking up other calls i may have disconnected her but she was calling about a dog having car anxiety car anxiety Mm -hmm. all right well car anxiety the tough thing about that is is that's why i need people because i got questions to ask you know so that because just to do an overall of car anxiety number one if your dog gets sick in a car you know car sickness start putting a pinch of ginger on your dog's food, uh, just the ginger you have in the cupboard, uh, a pinch of ginger on the dog's food uh, daily, just once daily. And then uh, when you're ready to go for a car ride about 15 minutes before, the best ginger snaps out there is from Trader Joe's. It's called Triple Ginger. Or you can make your own ginger snap with extra ginger in it. And what you're going to do is give them a ginger snap about 15 minutes prior to going into the car. And so that will help alleviate the car sickness because ginger settles the stomach. Now, if you got a dog that, you know, is high anxiety in the car as far as, um, you know, oh my goodness, get me the heck out of here, then what you're going to start doing is that you're put them in the car go down to the end of your driveway come back up yay good dog good dog give them a treat go out play game have some fun okay try it again you're just gonna baby step it for the distances all right because if you go too fast i had one my um hank he was a hundred pound german shepherd i got him at anoka humane society which is about 30 minute drive drive from my house to theirs uh within that time he threw up 13 times <laughs> by the time we got home there he had nothing left to throw up but he threw up everything he had in the car so that was just funner than heck to take care of but anyway i have a really long driveway and we always uh laugh at that where my driveway is a lunch and a 12 pack <laughs> to get back so i mean it took me putting her a month of just getting to the end of the driveway and back with him without him turning green or you know about ready to ralph and so the but, but you know the more often the dog can have a ride without getting sick then eventually it gets easier and better and better. And the big thing that you don't want a dog to do in a car is that you don't want them like jumping from front to back, front to back, you know, in the, 
especially if you have a smaller dog, you don't want them to get underneath the pedals and such like that. So you might have to put them in a kennel and make sure you strap in the kennel and then cover the blanket. Also now, uh, we also too, hemp oil is becoming huge in CBD oil. And for you folks, you know how I'm, uh, many weeks I've tripped over with CBD oil. I couldn't remember, you know. So now this is an easy way for you all to remember is cat, bad dog. Okay, CBD oil, right? But anyway, and so I'm hearing a lot of success for anxieties with hemp oil. So maybe you might want to try that. And uh, and there's good and bad. There's you got to look into it. And so do your due diligence and really look around there. And there's a there. It's called True Hemp out of Canada. It's supposed to be one of the better ones. And then I just met a gal yesterday at the Wildlife Science Center. I was up there for their howling, and that was great. Uh, hi to all everybody. And Peggy Callahan, as usual, did an awesome job. But anyway, so I met a gal, and now this one here is uh, for is called Hemp Work W O R X Hemp Work W O R X. And so now this one here sounds like it's it's, it's unbelievable. So it's hempworks.com. So you might want to check that out. Because the whole thing is is non-GMO, it's organic and the whole kidding boodle. You know, if there's one bottle that's going for $25 and the other one is going for $55 and it's exact same ounces and everything, there's a reason, folks, all right? And so that's why you have to look into, this is becoming the big thing, just like when um, extra virgin coconut oil first came out. There's good, there's low grade, there's high grade. So you've got to do your due diligence on that. And so it's like I say right now, True Hemp out of Canada, I believe it's truehemp.org or com, com, and then this one here. You know, hemp work, W-O-R-X dot com. So check into that. So for the, for the anxiety levels, you might want to start doing that. And then the big thing is short car rides and make it fun. Go sit in the car with the dog and play the music, you know, for maybe 15 minutes and then get out. The car doesn't even move. Just change it up because it, there's, they, a lot of them are emotional. Uh, I'm not, not emotional. I'm sensitive to the motion, you know, as things are going by that that's driving them nuts. So by putting them in a kennel and covering it, a lot of times that will handle that. But, uh, and then also, so like some of the, the movement gets their tummy going and they're turning green and starting to slide and all of a sudden, Ralph, there it is. So that's why that pinch of ginger on their food daily, that will help try the hemp oil. And, uh, but the big thing is go slow and steady baby steps. And then there's dogs that are, are in the car that literally howl and scream and, you know, like get me the heck out of here. Uh, in the car, what really works good is either a shake can, a pop can, uh, take five pet, uh, rinse the pet can out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it shut. And the dog starts howling and just going, you know, barking at everything to shake the can once. Ah, and you got to have a quiet word. You can say quiet. You can say enough. I don't care. But just don't say no. Most dogs are no to death. No what? Teach your dogs words and what they mean. So what is going to be your quiet word? Is it going to be, is it going to be enough? Is it going to be quiet? You decide what it is. And then preface it with the word, with a growl. Hey, because that gets the dog's attention. Like, whoa, what? Okay. So you're going to become an ah or a a or a both or ah. Quiet. If they don't, shake the can. Hey, quiet. And they stay calm. Don't be petting the dog because when the dog is acting like that, then you're rewarding that behavior. The dog knows that when you pet them, that they're doing good. So you sometimes you reinforce the wrong behavior. So, but anyway, otherwise, uh, call if there's uh, if if there's there's a different because for every problem, there's uh, different ways of how it manifests. So g- g- email me up at Katie's Canine or give me a call up there, and I'll try to go from there. Okay. Alrighty then, back to Danielle. How you doing? She hasn't gone anywhere. Doing good. There we go. We got, uh, tell, say again what, what what your website is so they can go check you out. Canineinspiredchange.org. Okay. And also, too, on mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine show page. There is a link there that uh, Sonny has put on. 
Swallow. I knew I shouldn't have had those pumpkin seeds at the break because <laughs> <clears throat> now they're in my throat. Oh, well, there it is. Um, okay. So, you know, you work with vulnerable adults. Right. Uh, children and th- through adults and such like that. Mm-hmm. It's different. And then like getting the teams, you yep. know, together and then uh, and the time commitment. Now, mm-hmm. once again, it's, it's a volunteer. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's just something awesome. I think everybody gains from it. Right. The, a dog gets out. Right. It is actually being used, right. actually mentally being stimulated. Yep. He's going to sleep real good the next couple yep. of days. <laughs> Absolutely. And people are getting connected that never would have connected yes. with each other. Yep. And so people, you know, like I said before, disconnection, I think, is a big part of people's unhappiness. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? yeah. And, you know, everybody's on the cell phone, and, uh, and me included. You know, I'm not me. pointing any fingers, but... Um, you know, more and more we're communicating through, you know, the internet and things like that. And we're just, we don't know that our neighbors and we're not connected with people. And when you're not connected with a, a, a population, you can start to have a fear of them or mm-hmm. you could start to think, well, we have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. And so then we're um, kind of fostering this spirit of disconnection. So anyways, when we do our program, there's people from all walks of life that are connecting, that are seeing, and that we do have way more in common than we have, um, you know, than we don't. Right. And then the dogs kind of upgrade the frequency level of everybody in the situation yep. because everybody's focusing on the dogs. And you know, they're such good grounders. You know, they're grounding all the energy. They're um, inducing a lot of happy feelings mm-hmm. from everybody that's involved. Right. And so now we're able to open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm maybe work through some trauma. A lot of PTSD survivors. That's when, another one I have trouble yeah, with. PTSD. PTSD. You saw me. Yeah. Hesitate yeah. There. I was like, P something. Okay, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, people that have been, which by the way, who doesn't have PTSD yes, yeah, you know, yeah. in some form? Yes. But, um, so people that have PTSD, then when they're with an animal, studies show that they're able to experience that fear that rises up that would normally put them into a PTSD episode. Mm-hmm. However, by being with a dog, they understand, or an animal, they understand that they're safe in that moment. So mm-hmm. they're able to let that kind of episode flow through, through. them, okay. right? Oh, and nice. then it diminishes okay. because they've they've gone through it All right. by being present right, with this right, animal. Right, right. So... Um, it can, you know, the program connects a lot of people and kind of, like I said, the dogs hold a really great space for people mm-hmm. to, um, to come together and experience, uh, kind of love and healing, yeah. uh, which we so much need, oh, you know, you got that right. And it is, and see the big thing, dogs don't judge us. Exactly. Uh, but they, uh, you know, I always, uh, make a note that, you know, we, everybody would love for the dog to be able to talk to us because just to see what, what were you thinking when you chewed that couch? Yeah, yeah. You know, you wish there was a little chip in their head yeah. that you could take it out every night and put it in your computer <laughs> and then it could tell you all about the day's events, what they were thinking this way yeah. and on, such like that. Yeah. And, uh, but then that's the thing is that we, we, they're non judgmental. Right. And uh, so the, the it, there's so much. And, you know, I know a rabbit can do that. Mm-hmm. I know a cat can do that. Yeah. But the neat thing about dogs is that they can do, I had one, my, one of my dogs, um, Elsie, she was a beagle Sheltie mix, one of the smartest dogs I ever had. But anyway, I taught her the trick, you know, say hi. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and so she would go, you know, just, yeah. she, it wasn't a sharp, you yeah. know, it was just, yeah. and, and kids that were scared of dogs. Yeah. That, you know, we start across the room 
you know, and Elsie say hi. Yeah. And then, um, then I, you know, I mean, just, and then before, within about half hour, 45 minutes, before you know it, that kid was putting her right in front of Elsie. Right. And, you know, because Elsie was very calm. She wasn't jumper, nothing. And, and she loved kids. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, she brought kids out of their shell of the fear of dogs right. really easy. And so that's why it's just when you can take that and then harness that, literally what you do um, yeah. as far as, and then with the other, the kids and the vulnerable adults, it's, it's simply, it just takes time. It takes a lot of patience. Right. And understanding, you know, right. both in the human part and the dog part. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like dogs don't care what shoes you're wearing, nope. what your hair looks like. If you have the cool clothes on, you know, there's some bullying aspects that happen in school um, and the kids are vulnerable to that. And so when they come in the presence of a of a dog, they know that none of those things are happening just instinctually. Right. Right. We, right. we, we know that. And so to be in the presence of such an accepting creature mm-hmm. where like literally that portion of your defenses can be let down mm-hmm. is super liberating. It is something. Yeah. It is something. It is. Dogs are. Yeah. Well, God is God spelt backwards. I and there's agree. A, there's a total reason for that. And so that's why it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. Say, hey, folks, I have not heard from you. Will you please give me a call? <laughs> I feel a little <laughs> naked here. I haven't asked to ask or answered a question really yet. So give out 651 641 651-641-1071. And the, and the angels have talked in my ear. <laughs> we never got the answer to the last one. I just realized that as I looked here. I was like, okay. So we're going to do two. We're going to leave what, what happened when a cat eats a lemon. We're going to do that one. And then uh, what do cars and elephants have in common? What do mm. cars and elephants have in common? And give a holler, please. Well, I want to answer some questions from you guys, okay? We'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for staying with the Katie K9 show. I greatly appreciate it. And yes, we got a couple calls that came in. Now, not that Danielle and I are having a good time, but I really like to answer questions. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wait a minute. I was going to do it again. I was going to do it again. Just bounce it through and forget the trivia. Not trivia, but technically the, the um, okay. Ready for this? What happens when you, when a cat eats a lemon? Think about it. Think about it. Give up. They have a sour puss. Yes. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Sour puss. Oh, my god! You get a sour puss. Okay. I'm thrilled. Now, see, now, see, see, see. you're catching on. You're yeah, catching on. I am. Do you remember goofy jokes? Okay. Okay. What do cars and elephants have in common? They both have a trunk. Ding, ding, ding. I wow, mean, Katie, you're good. I Katie, know, but still. Like, this is, I'm oh, amazing. Carly, Carly, I hope you're listening. <laughs> she just got two in a row. And occasionally, Carly has done that, but not very often. See? <laughs> there you go. Very good. Okay, Sony, let's uh, go to the phone lines and we'll come back to Danielle in just a second with uh, a canine inspired uh, um, uh, change. Change. I was going to say coach, and I'm like, <laughs> nah. Okay, so who's up first there, Sony? Who's up? Hi there. Sarah. Oh, hey, Sarah. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing all right. Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can hear you. What can I do for you? Well, it kind of ties into your car anxiety, um, what you were talking about. But I have pugs, and they're a year and a half old. And they take somewhat frequent trips up to my friend's place. She babysits for me. All right. And um, when I get them in the car to go up there, they potty in the car. They potty? Yeah, they either urinate, and sometimes they defecate in the car out of excitement. Yeah. And I don't know what to do to kind of break that. I would try, uh, because you're dealing with either or, (laughs) I would try, try using a, you know, the plastic type kennel. 
Okay. Okay. Because then what you try to do, and then like try try them not covered, try them covered. Uh, you might want to try that hemp oil to you know for to calm them down. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's the thing, and don't rev them up like we're gonna go see Auntie. Da da da. You know, don't be doing that. You know, because then you're creating the mess. All right. So like right. when you're ready to go, you just put them in the car. Now, if they go any place else with you in the car, are they that nuts or what? Um. They go sometimes like to the vet, and they have, sometimes they'll potty in the car then too. And I don't usually tell them that's where we're going. Okay. <laughs> so now, do you do your dogs get to go other than the vet into you know that person's house? Do they go any other places? Um, not so much. Okay. Uh, sometimes, but you know they get a lot of trips up there. In okay. fact, I'm on my way home with them right now after picking them up up there. Okay. And how are they doing right now? Well, they're good now, but of course, one of them peed in the car right after I put her in here. Yeah. So. Well, then we, you need to get uh, like a tarp or something so they don't put. Oh, pla- yeah, no, it's tarp. It's all protected. All <laughs> right, all right. But no, I see what, what you're looking at is the anxiety, the excitement level, and, and it all getting let loose is what it is. I guess what okay. I would do. Diapers, there you go. Danielle says diapers. You, you well, could dry I, diapers. I've done that. Okay. I've done that. Yep. And sometimes if they can keep, them in, keep it on them, then they, that works. Okay. I guess we know what I would, personally, what I would do is I'd start doing separate car rides, you know, whereas just around the block and back with one. Around the black, okay. or just or just down the end of the driveway and back up, and down to the end. Of the, you know what I mean? Do the short little trips like you would do with like car sickness, and so okay. the excitement. And don't rev the dog up like we're going for a car ride. Let's go. Right. You know what you're just gonna do is that you know you just go put them in the car, turn on the radio, go down the end of the driveway, come back up. You don't even give the dog a chance. All right, and so right. then take them out. Just stay very calm, very nice. That was very nice. And then try it with the other one, and just slowly you know extend it the trips and then see how that goes and then also like i say so to keep it from not happening you could try the kennel and then you know start out not covering it then try covering it and just see the oh this is just going to be a trial and error what works and what doesn't work and but i would start one-on-one taking them for short very short trips and then extending the trips and then when you can go you know, like let's say a couple miles, and there's no problem because it's going to happen probably within that first mile. <laughs> it does. Yes. Yeah, and it so does. Yes. and so that's why, like I say, if you can get beyond that with that that wah factor, then I got a feeling that you know, then you then you're you're over that edge, and it should work okay for you. So just okay. baby then, baby step it. Okay, and then I do have some of that CBD oil. I haven't really used it for the dogs, but it can be for them. Yep. Yep. Where do you? How do you apply that if you want to use that? You got the drops, correct? Yep. Yeah, you usually put it under the tongue. It doesn't, oh, and, okay. and, and with the dog, it's not that big. You know, you can put it on the side of the cheek, you know, type thing, as long as you, you know, or, or under the tongue. But most dogs are like, oh, my tongue. <laughs> so, oh, right. so you can put it on the side, but otherwise, it's, it's not that important. Uh, just as okay. long as you get a couple drops in them, okay? All right, great. I will try all of your suggestions. Okay, Thank give me so a much. yeah, give me a holler. And let me know how it goes. All right. I I will do that. Okay, you're not you. the only one this happens to. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. <laughs> okay, take care. Bye bye. There we go. Good job. All right.
And that's the big thing with car, uh, cars, folks, is that don't rev the dogs up for the, the same thing that dogs go totally nuts at the door when people knock and the uh, the people, the owners go, oh, who's at the door? Let's go see. You know, don't rev your dogs up like that. Then you're asking for a can of worms. You're going to create anxieties by revving them up. Oh, is that daddy? Let's go see if that's daddy. Oh, that's mommy. Let's go see mommy. Don't do that. Okay. Because separation anxiety is caused by humans being an idiot. Okay. At times, <laughs> not thinking about what behavior they are escalating all right all right all right uh we're gonna come back uh we got a gal hanging on so we'll, we'll sue we'll wait for you to, to after the break here okay so hopefully you'll, you'll be okay with that and then but if any of you guys got any questions please give a holler 651-641-1071 now then uh daniel now once again bring up again that how that you need volunteers and yes. volunteers means right so we need volunteers to um Come on board with us. We have a, a canine inspired change uh, therapy dog certification class coming up, and this is specific to our um, curriculum, right? Yeah. So this is you know we're doing a little bit. Uh, it's not traditional therapy dog work where the dog goes and visits and just hangs out right. and is is calm and gets patted yeah, you know by the yeah, person, yeah. just a soothing um, you know presence. That's. Uh, that's awesome not, work. Yeah. But we were, that's not what we're doing. We're doing actual curriculum based dog training within an agility type of atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. And so what we do is we set up our, our agility course and we go through all the little 10 minute little, um, constructs that we use within our one hour class and we give you tips as to, okay, so if this happens with your dog, then this is what you can do. Right. And we teach you how to then, um, interact, your dog work through it. Right? Yeah, exactly. And interact with your dog in conjunction with another human being. Mm-hmm. For instance, I have um, at one point in time given a child a treat to give to my dog after we discussed the appropriate way to give treats and the closed palm mm-hmm. and you roll your palm open yeah. or you toss it on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, we go over that. Um, and the child ate you the treat. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, that's what we got to work on. Okay, you can give give Holly 651-641-1071. Okay, what is a bat's motto? What is a bat's motto? We'll return. Well, they said you was high class, but-